Yeah, my dad gave me this. This it's a boxer. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> hey, and uh, Andrew, careful. Zaragoza did. You broke it. <laughs> is, that what, is that why you think I break everything? Mm-hmm. Okay, I if wasn't you, sure. If you punch the thing too much, the 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 red thing falls off because Andrew the fucked thing, it up. The punching, he was like going like this, and then it. I wasn't going that. He raged. He raged. <laughs> He raged on it. Man, you I ever seen that before? I can't believe he's such an asshole. And I can't believe he hates your dad so much. <laughs> That's not it at all. I know, why, right? why do you hate Papa Mark I was, so bad? Yeah, my dad tries to get I something know. nice for the podcast table. Yeah. He invests a lot of money and time into <laughs> purchasing this amazing... I mean, he failed getting something nice, but I mean, still, he fucking tried. <laughs> yeah. He must you have got to set party? some yard sale or something. Oh, no. No, I... I mean, it's a thing that you, <laughs> you can you tell punch. when Asima has to poop because he holds his butt. No, 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 no. Well, he, that's what he did it, earlier yeah. today. He was mm-hmm. sitting here talking to me in April, and then he just went like this. He goes, oh, that's the one. <laughs> the hell? And, and all right. Are we, <laughs> Andrew, are we supposed are we, to be engineering this? <laughs> this is nailing it today. Like, hey, nailing guys, it. we're all ready to go. Yep, ready to go. You all got right, the email. That's go. why you're here, right? And then Encima leaves. I did get an email. <laughs> um, was it from Andrew? I don't know if it was. I'm uh, trying to check to see if Andrew's doing email. his job over there. <laughs> He's not doing his job. Um, do you know what his job actually is? No. All right. Yeah, so, no. I mean, I don't know if that's for you to tell. Mm. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be monitoring it. Someone that knows something should monitor him. Yes. Mm. Are you have, have you been having trouble with the mustache and the um, microphone? Uh, the microphone has been having issues <laughs> with the mustache. Yes, it's wrote it's wrote you an email. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, yeah the, the microphone mustache. sent an email to your mustache. The mustache has been weird. It yeah. Sometimes you drink down some uh, mustache hair every once in a while. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna make an off color joke, but I'm not gonna do it. Which color was it gonna be? Yeah, let's not. <laughs> no, stop. Hey, stop there. Stop there. Let's, no cancellation for us today. Oof. No cancellation for us today. That's been fun past couple of days. What's going on, Burdick? Not much, man. How are you? You popping out babies and stuff? Oh no, <laughs> we're done with that. Oh, okay. Are you I, sure? I hope. <laughs> yeah. How's How's B doing? B's great. B's great. She's one. She's running everywhere. Oh, uh, she's at that height and age where really curious and like everything can kill her at any moment or oh. gouge an eye out or something. She's just uh, like forward leaning, right? Always. Like leaning into the big head and just kind of running. And she's got her hands yeah. like back behind her. Oh, and she Naruto runs already. All forward. Oh, yeah. 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 Sick. It's great. It's terrifying. Who's, who's it's more terrifying. scared, you or Katie? Um, Probably katie's dad because he's he comes over and watches her for an hour or two at a time and for he's us. petrified and like afterwards he kind of stands up it's like oh my god he's just been bent over like this just trying to make sure she doesn't die the whole two hours as she just runs around the house i was pretty much almost always ready to cry because yeah. i was like they're gonna die they're gonna die they're gonna hit something he's gonna hit mm-hmm. his head on that corner of that thing yeah. and i would like go over and try to like pad the corner and like, yeah set up a pillow somewhere and like i'm yeah. like you're going to just fall so bad. Yeah. And, and then, then they fall all the time and they're totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Aurelius doesn't, Aurelius doesn't even like crawl yet. He's like, I don't know. He's a slow starter, I guess. I don't know where we put him in a pool. Right. And so like, he like would kick his feet and move forward. So he tries to do that like on the carpet. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But same thing. I'm like, Oh my God, he's in his like little playpen. What if he rolls over and then like he gets his head pinned against like the sides? <laughs> I was like, what's going to happen then? Like, is somebody going to notice? Like, am I going to notice? I'm like, oh fuck. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm always over. It's, it's super awesome being a parent. It's great. 
Those parents who are sometimes like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's awesome. Nah, those parents who are like, oh yeah, my kids started crawling at three months. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that shit usually doesn't mean shit. Like it doesn't, no. it doesn't matter. No, you know? it, it makes no it's difference. Like your kid's gonna sell drugs when he gets older. Don't worry. <laughs> he didn't crawl early. <laughs> He's definitely not getting. He's a drug school. dealer. Yeah. yeah. Well, kiss Harvard goodbye. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking that. <laughs> oh no! How are the girls doing? They're in all kinds of sports, right? They are. They're doing um, club softball right now and um, high school volleyball. Casey's on varsity team, and uh, Soph's on the JV team. So it's pretty cool. Casey gets to play um, with a girl who's committed to UCLA to play volleyball. She's six foot four. She's um, this could be a whole different conversation, but um, she is she's six foot four, six foot four. So she's really, really interesting. She's fascinating uh, for a number of reasons. Her father is the offensive coordinator Jesus. for the Raiders. Greg Olson. Her name is Grace. Um, she has Marfan's syndrome. Greg Olson. Did he play in the league? I don't know if he played. Sounds, name sounds familiar. Well, he's the offensive coordinator for yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. He was at. I went, I think Washington state, mm-hmm. but she ended up, she had a open heart surgery because of, um, I think she was senior maybe two or three years ago because Marfan's is the pituitary issue where you just grow super, mm-hmm. super fast, right? It's a growth hormone thing. Yeah. Um, but since your heart isn't like it's a muscle, but it's kind of stitched closed to be, you know, so oftentimes it'll, it'll grow. Everything grows with it. Mm-hmm. So they detected that she had like a hole in her heart. So they went in there to kind of close it up and they ended up finding a lot more. So it was supposed to be like a two or three hour thing ended up being like a nine hour wow. surgery or something. So, um, she just to even overcome that and succeed has just been fantastic. And I mean, she's just a monster, a, a monster to watch her play. is just like, Holy crap. It's just a whole different level of volleyball. So it's really cool for Casey to get to kind of see that and see the levels and you know, it, it helps her understand like, cause you know, that's a goal. She wants to play um, a sport at a high division one college mm-hmm. and you know, she gets to watch her and watch her work and do her thing. So she learns how to do some, something from someone who's really, really, really successful. Yeah. You've been studying uh, training for so long. And I know that you uh, specifically been looking into like how kids train and stuff. And I remember like for many years, you've been working with kids yeah. playing baseball, uh, all different kinds of sports and then communicating with people like Jim Wendler, who also works with uh, some youth sports and things like that. Is it, is it um, an advantage for you to be able to, to assist your kids that way? Or is it kind of like annoying because maybe you see sometimes uh, coaches, especially previously that maybe just, you know, don't have the best practices to assist the kids to get stronger or do some of the things that you believe in. It's it's both. Like I, I really, I try to give a lot of people as much kind of room and grace as I can, because most of the times these are unpaid volunteers doing mm-hmm. this work. So if I'm going to complain about it, I should fucking volunteer and do it myself. And, and I have, I've, I've tried to help, help out and do some stuff, but you know, they're trying their best. And you know, as long as the, the girls are working hard and having fun, you know, it's one of those things. And it's always like, Hey, you know, we can find some better coaching and do some stuff like that. And we, we've been able to do that. Um, but for a while it's kind of been like daddy ball, where it's like your dad's coaching you and one of mm-hmm. these others. And then as you kind of get along and you kind of have two paths, you can either kind of stay daddy ball wreck or you can kind of go into really competitive stuff. So once we got into the competitive stuff, it's awesome for me because I put in my headphones and I just I just walk around and I don't I don't say anything. I don't do anything. You know, the coaches, they know who I am. The parents know who I am, but I'm, I really try not to get involved. And if the girls want to ask me something, that's cool. That's great. Um, 
I think the biggest advantage that Katie and I have been able to give the girls is knowing how to eat and prioritizing sleep and just, just recovery in general. You know, I mean, they're, they've been sleeping 10 hours a day since they've been two. Mm. you know, they have a better diet than most human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they just crush food all the time. Um, yeah. Snacks and stuff like that at your house are still usually pretty healthy. I know the girls like to cook stuff. Yeah. Here, or yeah, bake, yeah, bake stuff here and there. Yes. Yes. Not super healthy, but 90% of they, the time. They've actually maybe. started dipping their toes into like making a lot of like protein muffins and protein mm-hmm. cookies. So even though they're eating a cookie, it's got like eight grams of protein, right. which is minuscule, but it's better than zero. And it kind of satisfies a little bit of everything. But, you know, I think that more than anything has been what we've been able to kind of give them an edge on. Um, some of the other coaching, you know, when they ask and because of just the network of people that we have and who we know, uh, we're able to reach out to some really, really high level coaches and we're like, Hey, you know, there's an ex college coach who's actually up here again in Sac state. She was the girls, um, like individual softball coach. And she's just amazing, just remarkable. And, you know, people like that, we have access to that. Maybe not everybody else does. So I think those are those are the advantages. I really try not, you know, I know enough to get myself in trouble and make the girls pissed at me. So I really try to just kind of stay out of it, just work on making sure they're fed and they sleep and mindset, trying to help them set goals and just be motivated. And it's, you know, you understand with kids, it's just like, look, did you have a good time? Yeah. You're happy. Yes. It's like, would you tell me if you weren't? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then, I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's not much more than you can do for that and you got to be happy with that. You know, you can't, you can't push them because you never know where they're going to go. You know what I mean? They're, you could push them even further away, which is not necessarily a goal. How old were they when you got them started in strength training? Well, <laughs> they grew up in the gym because I was a single dad. So I had to take the girls with me to the gym. So, I mean, I have pictures of both the girls picking up kettlebells. at like two years old in slingshot knee sleeves, in slingshot <laughs> knee sleeves. Um, so they, grew up thinking that everybody had a gym Mm -hmm. and they would just go and run and, you know, and play. And, you know, I was very fortunate that I was working in a CrossFit gym. So there was CrossFit kids classes. There's a bunch of like MMA. So there was Muay Thai there. So they, I would come in and they would just jump in on an adult Muay Thai class Mm -hmm. and they had no idea what they're doing, but they were just there and the teachers loved them and they were doing jujitsu and they would just work out with like Jackie or Katie or whoever it was. They would just set up a set up a bar and mimic what they were doing and just run around. So um, like actual weight training, they wanted to go, but I, I tried to push it off as far as I could. I would say they started maybe like six or seven or something like that. They did a they did record breakers a couple years. They went to nationals for Olympic lifting um, and, you know, that's kind of trailed off. They don't. You know, they don't, well, Casey just, Casey will get a bug in her, uh, bug in her ass every once in a while when one of her teammates lifts show, like shows a video or something. And then, Mm -hmm. so she goes in the garage and like does it for a triple or something. So like, she was just like, so-and-so squatted 165. I think I'm going to go in the garage and squat 185 for three. And I was like, all right, (laughs) cool. It's like, you're a jerk. I love this. (laughs) This is great. Um, so, you know, and never pushed trying to go like max weight or anything it's mm-hmm. you know just uh there's weights form. in the garage and it's just part of your life yeah, exactly exactly so and your wife pops in the garage and she'll just jump on the rower or jump on yeah. the bike right and it's yeah. um it's not always these long uh like workouts sometimes it's just 15 minutes and yeah. you're doing your walks and you're doing your lifting and so yeah it's just, just something i've seen it right yeah it's just something that i think 
they they don't. <laughs> it's interesting to hear him come home from like school and like, oh, so and so just ate Cheetos for for lunch, and I was just like, yeah, that's probably kind of a lot more normal than you think. They're like, really? I was like, yeah, not everyone packs a salad with extra chicken and stuff like you nerds do. So, um, but that's you know they don't know any different, and it's yeah. weird because we're like, hey, we're not normal. Not everybody does this, so mm-hmm. you can't be like. And when anyone. It's like, hey, we'd like to take the, you know, family. We're going to take the girls out. I was like, well, first of all, remember, there's two of them. Second of all, they're going to want an appetizer. Casey's going to get the ribeye. Sophia's going to get the salmon. And they want cheesecake afterwards. So if you're ready to spend $120, (laughs) like, go for it. (laughs) But I just want to warn you. And they kind of look at me like... They're not going to get chicken tenders and fries. I'm like, no, they're going to get the most expensive. They're going to get the most expensive <laughs> thing possible. They're going to take you for everything that you got. So, um, you know, it's just I always try and make sure everyone knows what they're kind of getting into and let them know, like, not everyone is, you know, not everyone prioritizes the things that we do, and that's okay. Um, that's their choice, but you know, it's very important for us. So, I'm actually curious too because a lot of people, you know. Number one, you are healthy. Your wife's healthy. Um, a lot of people kind of mention how, oh, it's expensive to, you know, feed kids this way. Was it actually, though? Because, like, when you think of, like, a salad and some chicken, it's really not, right? Right. But, like, is it more expensive to do what you do? No, it's not, like, in general. But if, you know, I tell you, you know, I spend anywhere between five and $600 a week at Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start breaking that up for a family of five for four meals a day over a week, mm. th- it's like 20 or $30 a meal, which you can't, I can't take the girls to Starbucks and not spend $70. Yeah. Right. So when you really look at it that way, mm-hmm. no, it's not, but you all, I, I, I make all the food I cook, you know, we, we do a lot of meal prep and we take care of things. So when you look at it from a, a long view, yeah, no, it's very cheap to actually do that, but yeah. you have to know how to shop, know how to cook and know how to prepare stuff. And I think that that's a huge proponent that a lot of parents and people do not have. And, um, that's when it gets expensive because I mean, there's days when we're running around the thermoses is something that we've used because we had a, we had a game that last night that, we had to take the girls, got out of school, changed. We drove a half an hour and we stayed until about like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we, everybody packed like two thermoses. I made some like meatballs the other day and those have been huge. But if we would have tried to like eat at Starbucks or grab a something, you know, those are $150, $200 days. And I mean, when you really look at it, you get two of those during a day or two of those during a week that, that makes up any, you know, that makes up me splurging for you know, the blue styrofoam tri-tip and, you know, and the ribeyes at, at Costco. So it, I think the expensiveness comes, comes with, um, uh, ignorance and lack of time management. So mm-hmm. if people knew how to, you know, people just generally knew how to cook just really, really easy stuff. I do super easy shit and, um, you know, knew how to kind of prioritize their time. It's not that much. Okay. That that's where it becomes really expensive. And I'm just curious about this mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Versus when you see other kids, how often do your kids get sick? <laughs> Never. I think that's a huge thing right there. They, <laughs> like, they had, we, you know, I had COVID almost two months ago and, um, neither one of them, like one of Casey took a nap mm-hmm. and that was just because we didn't have anything to do. So I was just like, Oh, you must be tired. She's like, well, I just didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. So you took a nap and it was like, they didn't have a temperature. It was positive, but they're fine, you know? And I mean, yeah, they very rarely, if ever will get sick. Same thing with Beatrix, you know, same thing. 
she had a little bit of a fever for a day or two and, and that was it. But we all tested positive and it's a, it's a big deal. They're, they're, you know, they're growing kids. They're very lean and they eat really good and we prioritize sleep. So those are, these are things to try and, you know, that we've always done. And, <laughs> you know, if, in a daycare situation or school, I mean, Andrew, you'll understand, you know, it, it's almost impossible for your kids not to get sick. <laughs> But, you know, it's not like an every week you got to take a hold them home like type of stuff. They've, you know, they, they've been in school, all, you know, well, I don't know if there's a perfect attendance word anymore, but <laughs> I'm sure that they, they've had it when we were able to go to school. When it comes to kids' nutrition, they don't have the same uh, maybe like concern as somebody that you're trying to assist uh, losing like 50 or 60 pounds. They don't have to be as meticulous and... um you know, I know like when I'm over your house, like you guys have like, you guys have awesome convenient stuff around on top right. of having like good healthy food and having like chicken and beef and salmon and stuff like that. But you also have like bars and things like that, which for some people that are trying to lose weight, sometimes those things are problematic. They can't keep their hands off of those things and they eat too many of them. Right. But in the case of kids, like you pack this in their lunch, they, it's more like part of their day. And then they probably have, I'd imagine they have like less cravings and stuff like that because they, uh, they have a wide variety of food and I'm, they're probably eating fruit and vegetables and meat. And then every once in a while having like a perfect bar or something like that. When you get to eat like that every day, uh, it feels amazing. And there's, yeah. doesn't, doesn't feel like there's any reason to really be, I mean, you're still going to be pumped about like ice cream and some of those other things, but for kids, they don't have to necessarily worry about the overall amount of calories they're having, especially your girls, because they're athletes, right? Yeah, I, I think being active is a huge part of that, where if they were not active, then you're going to kind of have to look at, like, right. hey, maybe, you know, I mean, a perfect bar is, what, like 600 calories, right? Right. And I mean, Casey and Sophia could crush four of those at mm -hmm. a time, and it that's a lot. It's like a big old thing of peanut butter. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. delicious. Peanut butter and, you know, added extra fat. So, I mean, there's stuff that you, that in other people's situations, you may have to kind of take a look at. But yeah, it's... um. And and it is fun because the girls go with friends or whatever, and they go to the, the football game and they eat like corn dogs and stuff, and they come back and they're just like, "I feel so terrible." Mm -hmm. Like I had to run home and hit the bathroom because this is, you know, just it just blew me up. And I was like, "Well, you know, it you just got to realize that, and you know, make your decision: is it worth it to do that or not?" And oftentimes it's like, "Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to save it for you know ice cream here and there." Yeah. And what I think what. What what we try to do is we don't try and really like limit it. Like, no, 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 you can't have that. It's like, look, you can have that, but it's not a, oh, hey, it's, you know, we just did dinner. It's ice cream. Like, you don't get it all the time. It was like, you, yeah, we're, we're going to skip it today. So then it's just like, oh, okay. It's not an everyday, you know, have to have a dessert type of thing. Yeah, so. In our household, we buy ice cream probably maybe like once or twice a month. Right. You know, so it's there. And yeah. It's gone. Yeah. And then, it, you know, it's like it, we leave it, we let it stay gone for a while and then we buy it again. Yeah. It. I think it should be, you know, a, a treat doesn't become a treat when it's a habit, right? <laughs> it's like you get a dessert all the time. And it's just like, well, what's fancy about this? Then it has to get, you have to get bigger and it has to get crazier and, you know, more shit on it. So, you know, if you keep it kind of just, you know, narrowed down, it's... Um, what are we talking about? Like chocolate syrup? Oh, sure. Chocolate. Caramel? Yeah. Let, yeah. Some whipped cream? Absolutely. All of the above. All. Mm. All combined in one. Yeah. How old are your oldest now? They are 14. 14. Did you have any, like, at any time period, like, when they were growing up where, like, you had to actually, like, say, like, no, you can't eat what the other kids are eating? Or, like, or, or like they wanted, I don't know, like, cereal for dinner every night. You're just like, hey, like, hold on. Like, we need to change this. No. Um, 
I've again, I'm trying never to like limit them and then really kind of say no. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, I realized very early on that, you know, they were going to kind of do what I did. And, you know, Check. I don't eat cereal. We don't have cereal in the house. Um, so they're not like, Hey, where's the cereal or Hey, here, where's this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've asked about like cereal and like, well, cereal is, you know, cereal is okay. What, you know, this person thinks cereal is, is, is it's not like we eat, you know, eggs and bacon and, you know, like an English muffin for breakfast. And that's kind of what we do. It's like, if you're hungry after you eat that, you can have a small bowl of cereal, but it's going to be. It's going to be something else besides just straight Well, the issue sugar. with cereal is that, yeah, it's not going to really give you what you need, where when you're right. having eggs, let's just say the calories were the exact same. Let's say you use whole milk and you had a bowl of cereal and it, poop story. Oh, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's grabbing, cereal he's grabbing some cereal. <laughs> if you had some, oh, whoops. if you had regular cereal, you yes. know, regular sugary cereal and you had whole milk and versus eggs and, uh, uh, a uh, what'd you say? A English muffin or something like that, right. and some bacon. Even if the calories were equal, the eggs and the bacon and the bread would carry you through your day longer, to where you'd be fuller for longer, and you're actually providing your body with protein. And in the case of your children, uh, they are very active and they're playing sports and stuff like that, so it's even helping them with the recovery. Whereas the cereal example is primarily sugar. Yeah, you might be getting some protein from your uh, milk. But that's not really uh, anything substantial. Usually, people are drinking fat-free milk as well. So, I mean, right. the the Just sugar extra cut, yeah, sugar yeah. on there, the good stuff. Hey, but we aren't even planning to talk about this. <laughs> but when you start talking about, I'm yeah. sorry, y'all start talking about cereal. Okay, you want to feed your kids some fucking cereal that tastes <laughs> right. like good. No, have, yeah. they, have they ever had this before? Though? No, it's it's, it's something that I always have like on my mind to grab, and it, it just I think we got some extra boxes. Boxes. Yeah, 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 we got. Yo, 14 grams of protein per serving, zero grams of sugar, four net carbs. That, right. Like, exactly. Like, and it, t- it doesn't taste like crap. Like, it tastes like good cereal. Yeah. Right? So, goddamn. Yeah. I and mean, if, if you have to, like, there are always options like that. You know what I mean? And it, if it's one of those things, like, that would be fine. If they're like, hey, I'm going to have some. Okay, cool. But if it's like, why aren't you buying me cinnamon toast crunch right like, yeah well, it's because see. it's yeah it's it's terrible it's, it's, for you <laughs> let, let's stop real quick what was your favorite cereal as a kid um either cocoa puffs or cocoa krispies cocoa okay. krispies well, we i don't the, think i've ever had cocoa krispies well you got the cocoa right there that you can substitute it out for yeah you co- turned out perfectly fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally Wait, and uh, how about you your favorite cereal as a kid? uh man i love so many of them <laughs> fuck man uh yeah, like Cocoa Pebbles, Fruity yes, Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa yeah, yeah. Pebbles is uh, the one. Is that, that, Cocoa, Cocoa Crisp is I'm trying bullshit. to think of my favorite. <laughs> Cocoa, what is Cocoa Crisp? I like Crisp? Lucky I, Charms. And I like... Uh, Lucky Charms gives you burps, though. The, uh, but turns what's the poop cho- green. Count Chocula? I like that <laughs> Count one. Count Chocula. Yeah, Dude. with the little chocolate marshmallows yeah. in it. Yeah. Wow. That uh, shit was dope. Oops All Cinnamon ba- Toast Crunch. Oops yes. All Berries. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oops All Berries will turn your poop green. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one there. My thing was mixing Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Raisin Bran Crunch, and then taking Nature Valley Granola Bars, mm. breaking them up, and then mixing them in the cereal. That's an addiction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this stuff hits the spot. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Yeah, well, I mean, and then there's always hacks like this that are out there, whether yeah. it's a, um, you know, some sort of a bar or, or a cereal or even even a drink. You know, the girls, the, the Fairlife things, we have a refrigerator just stacked full of those. And, Would you and like muffin. a Fairlife? Always. 
Yeah. You well, guys uh, <laughs> might not. You guys might not know this, but <clears throat> Jesse Burdick uh, invented Fair Life like ten years ago. Oh come on! You broke my life. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that Burdick? We were talking about a Fair Life like product about ten years ago. Yeah. It's, I mean, clearly our phones were bugged. <laughs> they, they stole your shit. The but stuff's it, so good. But it's amazing. How long have Convenient. we, been, how long have we been doing the, the coffee protein shake? Oh yeah. Yeah. Forever. But <laughs> sweet. But, and I, I mean, then Insema does it with, you know, pumpkin spice latte. And then all of a sudden he's a guru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like His Damn. $11, $11 cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Hey, but real talk. One day on the podcast, we took out some of these and we used that as the milk for the yeah, cereal. Well, we, remember we were talking about that, um, Andrew? 42 like, grams of use this as the, as the milk. Yeah. This guy's going to get jacked. We got 42. What does he got? 26. Oh, my gosh. And then that coffee one has 100 Damn. milligrams of caffeine and in it. 30. That coffee one's my favorite. Oh, this is an actual coffee yeah, one? Yeah, coffee. So 100 good. milligrams of caffeine, bro. Oh, so about to blow your mind. Jeez. Oh, yes. I'm already yeah. way too caffeinated but, all the time. <laughs> Before we go any further, though, yeah, if you sorry. guys do want to take advantage and have actual cereal again that won't go against your macros, won't destroy your stomach, won't give you nothing, uh, head over to magicspoon.com slash powerproject. You guys will get a variety pack. So that's four different flavors. You'll receive $5 off. No code needed. As soon as you go to that link, you'll see the banner right across the top saying that you're going to save $5 off. Uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Um, yeah, they're amazing, but that, that banana flavor right there mm. on the that core power. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Jesse, doesn't me, make sense. Real cool question. Have you ever had the strawberry banana fair life? No. Okay. So do this at some point. He, he, take, he invented something else. I didn't invent it. They, they actually have a <laughs> strawberry, strawberry banana. Strawberry banana. Oh, so but, mix these two together. Just if you, have you ever had banana? On the shelf? No. Should okay. I just like chug these right now? No, no, on no. The camera is this? What I want you to do I so. is I definitely want you to just try <laughs> swish it around on the left side, yeah. and then swish the strawberry around the right side, and then mix them together. No, listen. And blow a bubble with it. This is going to be very difficult because I want you to experience the banana on its own because it's really good. But then I want you to experience the strawberry mixed with the vanilla. So only drink like maybe a third of the, the banana at some point, and then. You know, you can drink some of the strawberry and then mix them together mm-hmm. because it's ew, oh, it's so good. I had it yesterday and I was, I was wet. <laughs> I was wet. For the whole day? The, the whole, whole day, day. I was sweeping at so the So that's shorts. what all that moisture was all over the floor. That's gross. Just slushing around the office. Yeah. <sighs> I like it. Wow. <laughs> this is like real specific instruction. I know. Got. This is. Uh-huh. You yeah. have to experience it, man. Got to do the banana first. Banana first. See how sure. the banana one feels in your left hand versus your right hand before you try this. <laughs> that's, that's some like uh, then put do, put your hands in the ice ice bucket so like oh, yeah, castle yeah. it so that way it changes up mm-hmm. your grip strength. It's true. Do the all castle that it. Yeah. Oh my shit. By the way, guys, if since we're live, if you haven't listened to them, oh. No, go for it. If you haven't listened to the Mike McCastle podcast we had yesterday, you must go listen to it because that man punched us with some gems. It was, great. It was, it was amazing. How do you feel, Jesse? How is it? <laughs> Good. It's right? Yeah. It tastes like banana. But not nasty <laughs> banana because I was expecting that this to be not, like... I, usually I'm not a fan of like the banana flavored mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. especially like the artificially flavored banana stuff. But this is, this is totally palatable. Uh, yeah. Mark, you said you had a cup of coffee? What's that all about? No, I had a uh, booze. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, okay. I thought that's what you know yeah, what yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still don't have complete smell and taste back, so I can't. <gasps> no! I can't be like the 
the, the best judge of all this stuff, to Damn be it. 100% mm. honest with everybody. But to me, completely palatable. Like I, I, so he just takes in cardboard. He's like, mm, yeah. that's good. No, I can taste some of it, but I can't. I, I don't know if it's Aww. overpowering. I, I have no idea. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Well, it's, but it's I mean, right. I I could totally drink all that, no problem. Okay. Well, I just want to get you some more protein this morning because mm. you need it. I do. You're not muscular so, at all. Thank you. For I'm much. joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's because you're so large. I made that joke. <laughs> oh God. Now we're mixing drinks. Now pour them together. Pour them together. Oh, pour them together. Hopefully you'll be able to get some of the flavor. Oh, it just explodes. What if it yeah. exploded? Whoa. I thought you weren't supposed to mix light and darks. So doesn't that give you a hangover? Excuse me? Whoa. Whoa. Bro, whoa. Wait, this isn't what? the 60s <laughs> anymore, Andrew. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's not? No. Dude, I'm talking about alcohol. Oh. Oh. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. For not wanting to get canceled, you want to cancel everybody. <laughs> you just set it up so well. Okay. Mixing light and dark works pretty good. Like when you get a swirl. <laughs> yeah. Those are fucking dope. Yeah. Soft serve swirl. Uh-huh. Vanilla and chocolate. Get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Soft serve kills me. I, I can never eat that. You know what? You know what's uh, a, uh, a very uh, sad <laughs> fact is that not a lot of people have had real soft serve ice cream. <laughs> They've only had fucking soft serve Froyo. Right. Uh, I yeah, took my cool. daughter to get some soft serve ice cream the other day. And it blew her mind. She like couldn't believe it. She's like, "What is this?" I was Where's like, it? "It's ice cream. It's a place uh, behind uh, Buds and Dixon, <laughs> this <laughs> restaurant in Dixon." And uh, she was like, "This is so good." She's like, "This is unbelievable." Because she's only had anytime she's ever had soft serve, it's always been frozen yogurt. Mm. I thought so, frozen yogurt was soft serve. I didn't know there was a difference. No, big difference. That's, yeah. Fro- frozen yogurt is soft serve ice cream usually, but. Ice cream at soft serve places used to be like, or soft serve used to be regular ice cream years ago when people didn't get all weird about calories. Calories. Look at how, look at how well that's worked out for us. Uh Totally. Jesse has a a pretty good, uh, I guess I'll call it recipe for uh, McFlurries when you order a McFlurry. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, McFlurries are the best dessert of all time. I mean, it, anyone who wants to debate that can, you know, we can, we can talk Jesse Burdick at gmail.com. <laughs> You're wrong. But um, so you know. over COVID, like we were just looking for stuff to do. So we had to drive around and um, one of the times we're like, oh, you know what? Like, let's go get a McFlurry. And I'm pretty sure I melted the kid's mind. He was just like, I was like, you know, uh, four McFlurries. It's like, okay, would you like the chocolate i don't even know what it was like M&M's. they only give you two M- options m&m and this and like there was like a caramel something or other i was like can you just put all of them in i want all of them <laughs> no, with the machine broken and he, and he was just like <laughs> um, they always tell you the machine's the broken now we can't do that did you read all this stuff about that like there's a huge lawsuit so the apparently what's going on we're going di- to divert here <laughs> and so show how much of a nerd that i am <laughs> Is the whole the fat whole, nerd? Fat nerd. Yes, I, I I have ice cream facts. McDonald's, the the company that provides those machines, um, you can only get replacement parts from that company, mm. and only those mechanics. And this is written into their um, their contract with McDonald's. Only those mechanics of the machine can come out and do these things. Mm. So they have a very limited amount of all of that stuff. So they were and. Like there's, there, it's went up to the Supreme Court. This is how fat, you know, not the Supreme Court. I think it's the state Supreme Court. This oh, is how okay. fat the United States is. Is like people are worried about these machines always being broken, and it's got to a point where they are like investigating 
the relationship between McDonald's and this company because they kind of have like a symbiotic relationship of who's building what. It's some it's their technology that they're kind of using and all this other stuff. And people are upset because they're not getting the right and they're willing to like sue and do all this <laughs> well, stuff. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's gonna be our most watched power button. <laughs> Because I always thought that people were just lying about the machines. I just didn't, thought they didn't they, make, they want, want to make ice cream. Get them, they cannot get them serviced and fixed, and that's why. And, and I mean, that's the ultimate <clears throat> parenting move ever is to just tell your kid shit's broken. broken. Hey, where's my that's blah, what, blah, blah? You're like, it's broken. it's broken. That's what Jake used to do when he would yeah. try and pick things up. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, it's broken. Yeah, when he couldn't yeah, pick he tried, it up. tried to pick up like, a kettlebell, and he like kicked it. He's broken. like, it's broken. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good mm-hmm. move. Wait, pause. Wait, I thought you had a recipe for McFlurries, though. Oh, yeah, so you just, just order all of them. Oh! You're like, uh, you want one. the Reese's Pieces, the M&M's, and, like, the caramel something or other. And when I said that, the it, the kid was like, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> He's like, hold on, I'll check with my manager. You're like, I was like, what? So the manager's like, what do you want? I was like, can you just put all of the toppings into one McFlurry? He's just, and she's like... That's so smart. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And she's like, yeah, we will definitely do that for you, sir. And I was like, okay. And Katie is losing her shit on me over here. And the girls are like, what's daddy doing? And it was like, he broke McDonald's, yeah. girls. So I don't know if it's quite the, you know, you know it hasn't caught on. I don't yet. know if it's a secret menu type of thing yeah. or if it's caught on, but you can do it. You're going to, you're going to blow people's minds. Next but time you go there. through, you say, I used to work here. And not only can you do that, but you can also throw French fries in there. Exactly. That's, there you go. That would be so right. smart. Salty have you done sweet? that? No, I never have, but oh. it sounds like a good thing. <laughs> You've never dipped the fry into ice oh, cream? Oh, I have done okay, that before. Thank yeah. you. All right. Mm-hmm. I did that for the first time last year. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I, I just never knew. I mean, I've heard people do that. But it's I, pretty good combo. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You guys know your stuff. <laughs> what was that place we went to in Vegas, that burger place? The, the, the Heart Attack Grill? Oh, we went no. To some bur- oh, that was okay. Burger Bar. Burger bar. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, uh, Hubert Keller's burger bar. He d- he, he has a Michelin star, couple Michelin star restaurants. And it was like a $65 burger, It was right? like, yeah. It but was, it was worth every penny. It was Wagyu really? beef topped yeah. with um, foie gras and black truffles. It was, What's this place called? It's I'm called Burger Bar. I don't know if it's still in Vegas anymore, oh, um, but I think it's in. It may still be in San Francisco because he has uh, Fleur and his other restaurant, um, but Burger Bar. It's a. Wow. I tell everyone like, where should you go eat in Vegas? And there's so many places. Like, but go get the burger at Burger so Bar. We it's ordered, ridiculous. We ordered a shake from there, and part of the cool thing about ordering a shake from there is the amount of different stuff you can add uh-huh. to. I think you can get like scoops of different ice cream, and you can add just like this crazy amount of toppings. And you know, I'm like picking toppings that I think like match. Like that's what you do. You, you, and Jesse kind of does the same thing. And then Jesse's wife, Katie, she is like, "I'll just take all these." And I was like, "Those don't even go together." I'm like, "That's going to be disgusting," you know, because sometimes it's like, you know, the, they don't blend together well. They don't, they don't like match up well. You know, like they cancel each other out at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she gets her uh, drink, and it was way better than mine and Burke. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. No one clears a plate quite like Katie Hogan. <laughs> I always make I always make fun of her, but dude, when you eat with this girl and you look at her plate, fucking everything's gone. It's spotless. You're like, what the hell? Did you lick the plate? What's going on over there? <laughs> she does. She does. The, even she at home. Even Damn. At home. Same thing. How's her training going and stuff? Mine. Her training. Her training. She's I don't doing care good. about your training. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You know, it's challenging just trying to fit it in when and where we can right. with, with B. But she, you know, she'll get into the garage or try and do something, you know, like three to five times a, a week just trying nice. to do stuff. 
So just coming back from pregnancy, you know, was was difficult. But, uh, you know, she's still out there, still still doing her stuff. She still look, she looks great. She's recovered pretty much, you know, from great. everything. So, um, you know, if she had more time, she would obviously, mm-hmm. you know, do a little bit more. So, And what about for you? Uh, you've had uh, hip surgery and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I had the total hip done. Um, it, it's been kind of... Hip, re- hip replacement, right? Yeah, total replacement on my right hip. Um, it's been kind of fits and starts just with timing and everything with, the, you know, with, with COVID and the kids and, you know, just trying to get the, you know, losing 60% of your business and all these other things. So, you know, it's been, you know, up and down, but, you know, I'm back in moving around, doing some stuff, trying to work out like five times a week or so. Um, I bought a sauna, which has been really, really mm. huge for just like recovery and everything. What company um, was it like, is there a specific company you think's really good? Uh, I think there's a couple, but I'm cheap. So okay. I went on Craigslist <laughs> Okay, and, um, I found a, uh, what is the company? I don't remember which company it was, but it's a far infrared sauna. Um, and it was spec for outdoor. Uh, it came like these people took great care of it. It was like this old couple that had it and never used it. It was, um, they put like a paint or a lacquer on it. So it was waterproof and they had a, a, a tarp for it and all this other stuff. And um, I was able to put a red light in there. So I have some red light therapy and stuff in there. But they were like, it it was a two-person sauna. It retailed for like $6,000. They were selling it for uh, $2,500. I offered, I was just like, I'll give you $2,000 cash and I'll pick it up, you know, in 20 minutes. And they were like, yeah, okay, cool. So, you know, so I went and grabbed it. And it's hilarious that the, the... they're like not made of anything. Mm. <laughs> it's a, it's like latches and mm-hmm. stuff to like kind of put the thing together. But it's really been amazing, you know, just trying to take advantage of some of the heat shock protein after um, working out and just kind of it, it's been really cool just to have that at like the end of the day where it's just it's quiet. Mm-hmm. It's dark. You know, I'll either listen to a book or just kind of sit there and try and, you know, meditate, stretch. I have like, you know, cups and scrapes and everything in, in, in the sauna just to nice. kind of sit there and just try and, you know, take 20 minutes out of the day. Um, and you know, Katie started to, to do that as well. Um, what really spurred me on for that was seeing years and being super jealous. And then also just, you know, the, the study, I think it's the Swedish study. That's like, you know, three to five times of 20 minutes plus, you know, all cause mortality rate down by like 60% or something. So it's just like, Holy shit. And then you, you pair that with the walking, like man, I'm gonna live for it fucking does, ever. It does some silly. <laughs> it does some. Uh, it does some like just silly stuff. Like I mean, number one, it makes you sweat, which it's like that's beneficial for everybody. Yes. Number two, it just helps you to burn calories. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, the third thing that it does, which I like, is it just you're a little uncomfortable in there. Right. You have to kind of oh, figure yeah. out a way to calm yourself down. And I know there's like a lot of science and research on like all these other benefits, but for me personally, just some of those benefits right there alone yeah. are like enough. Um, Normally when I come home from the gym, uh, you know, normally I already got 10 miles or 12 miles of like walking slash running and I got lifting in. I did all my podcasting. I did all the bullshit that I'm supposed to do for the day. And now it's kind of time to just kind of kick it with the family. And so usually right when I get home, I usually put my sauna on. I'll cook something for myself. Right. I'll sit down. I'll eat for a minute. Then I'll get in the sauna then I'll take a shower and then the rest of the day is just with my family, with my wife and kids eating dinner, just chilling. But like that gets me so relaxed Yeah, to go into the sauna and then take a shower. Uh, just feels absolutely ridiculous. You feel uh, so calm and your skin just feels super clean. It's like you put yourself through like a car wash or something. It feels amazing. It is. And uh, it's 
yeah, there, there's so many health benefits, but I think it's almost like, just like anything else, like you're forcing yourself to take 20 minutes out of your day and specifically not do any, what are you doing in the sauna? You're sitting down and being quiet and kind of getting in touch with what's going on and, you know, trying to plan for something, whatever. There's very little stress. It can be, you know, it, it will get difficult once you get, you know, that last like 10 minutes when it's 150 degrees or like, fuck. Uh, but it's, you know, again, it's something challenging and it's, you know, something just for you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you and Asana is not going to, you know, necessarily one for one benefit everybody else. But, you know, it's it, it'll make you a better mark for, you know, for the wife and the kids. So I think it's, you know, whether it's. Um, you know, meditation or sauna or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's so important to have something like that because there's just so many stressors out there and just to be able to kind of decompress a little bit. It's just, it's so important. I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, so h- how heavy were you at your heaviest for powerlifting? 335. Oh, y'all were, t- y'all were twins. 330, 335. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Hey guys, have you ever been working out and you found out you got like a calf cramp or a hamstring cramp or a quad cramp or a bicep cramp? Unnecessary. And you're probably dehydrated. And it's not just water you're missing. You're missing electrolytes. And that's why we've partnered up with Element Electrolytes, which has the perfect amount of sodium, magnesium, potassium to prepare you for your workout so you'll never cramp up again. Andrew, can you tell the people how to get it? Head over to drinklmnt.com slash power project. Load up on a value bundle because you're going to get four boxes for the price of three. Again, that's at drinklmnt.com slash power project. No code needed. Just head over there right now. All right. So for you currently, because it's really cool seeing how both your bodies changed over time. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest, like, I guess, kind of habits that you do right now? Um, you mentioned walking. So like, what, what, what would you say are some just big things that people just should start doing lifestyle wise? Uh, in general or for powerlifters or for not nah, in general, just that period. just made a big difference for you personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just being aware of kind of what you're eating, um, trying not to eat out uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's a uh, it's becoming harder and harder because restaurants mm-hmm. are you know becoming few and further in between. Learning how to cook was huge. Um, understanding that you really shouldn't go unless you're doing some sort of fasting technique. You know, like three hours without having a little bit of something. Your meals don't have to be gigantic. You you don't necessarily eat need to eat until you fall asleep which is something that, you know, we had to do in order to, you know, in order to get that big, um, you know, learning how to cook, um, learning how to shop, the walking has been, you know, like super, super simple stuff like that. And kind of starting the day off with, uh, um, I'm a big fan of anybody that I work with and someone that I just started working with has had huge success with this. I was like, look, just, just get up, start your first, your first meal off, just, you know, bacon and eggs don't have any carbohydrate you know try and wait as long as you can almost like a yeah we've been pushing that carbonate. for i don't yeah. know how long yeah and i mean it just kind of sets you up for he's like this is crazy that when i have just bacon and eggs i don't crave you know sugar and all the other shit mm-hmm. as i go kind of throughout the day and that's been able to cut this guy's carbohydrates from like 2000 to like 500 right and i mean it's just made a huge huge difference in inflammation his knees don't hurt his elbows and you know the the standard litany of kind of things but um something like that is is very very small and i mean it can be, be huge and and i mean just just the walks you know it's um everybody i mean most people <laughs> i had a client yesterday tell me he's like man i really got to get on those 10 minute walks because i got a uh, an apple watch and i've never heard he was just like there, you know, I averaged a thousand steps a day last week. It's like, what? I was like, how do you only move a thousand? Yeah. He was just like, yeah. It's like, that's 
horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> I was like, that is not, I can't even like, I can't even like sugarcoat this for you. That's fucking terrible. Even when you were a powerlifter at your heaviest, were you still walking a lot? Yeah. It was, well, I mean, I had the kids and we were moving well, around yeah, and I was a trainer. Coach, so yeah. I was, yeah. So I was moving a lot. But um, I couldn't believe. And I mean, this is a skinny guy too. And I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. Think about what happens to people, you know, in the hospital when they're laid up for a while. You yeah. know, you start to atrophy, and yep. that's going to happen to to many of us if we're not moving. Right. You need some sort of movement every day. And yeah, I, I really strongly encourage anyone just if you have an opportunity to look at some sort of tracker. I don't know if everyone knows, but like your Apple phone. There's yeah. a little thing that has a heart on it, and you can see your steps right there. Yep. So I would encourage anybody to work on trying to increase that by about 5,000 steps a day. Yeah. Like, what's the norm for you? Just kind of look at that and just say, hey, it doesn't have to be tomorrow that you do it, but just over time, I want to increase that by 5,000 steps. Now, if you have anything that hinders you from doing that, then you've got to be more cautious, and you might want to think all right, well, maybe I got to do a recumbent bike or maybe I have to swim or have to right. do something different because there's people with like feet problems and knee problems and all kinds of other things. So you don't want to make those things worse. Right. That's the worst thing you can do. But um, you've been talking about walking for, <laughs> forever. I mean, you're the one that kind of kicked me off with uh, walking. And um, that was probably, <clears throat> I want to say probably almost like 12 years ago. Yeah. And uh you were like, you know, you told me like to start walking. And I'm like, that's like old people exercise. Like, what are you talking about? You're like, it's the perfect fat guy thing ever <laughs> because it just burns a little bit of calories. You're like, just walk around your block. And I remember literally just walking around my block. And then once I did that a couple of times, you were like, we'll put on like, you know, but I think I lost a little bit of weight Yeah, and maybe lost like 20 pounds. And you're like, put on a vest or put on a backpack that weighs five, 10 pounds. Yeah. And I was like, five or 10 pounds ain't going to do shit. But you're like, it's, again, it's going to burn more calories. We got to go over this again, smelly, you know, so yeah. you encouraged me to do that. I started doing that. And then after a while I started walking around with like 11 pound weight vest. Um, but it looked like a bulletproof jacket. So I, <laughs> I kind of stopped doing that after a while, but, um, it was effective. It worked great. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, we can complicate things as much as you want to. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who like me, who have the ability to make things as complicated as you want, but I mean, in all reality, it's, Really simple. If you, you know, everybody's got 10 minutes to go out there and, you know, just, just take a walk. And that's all that it really takes. And it's just going to have a compounding factor. If you're outside, get a little bit of sun, breathe some fresh air or what, depending on, you know, how bad fires are and where you are in the world. Um, it just has a compounding effect on just your, just mood psychologically, you know, mentally, and it just kind of keeps further moving things along. And when I was talking to you about that, that was just based off of like just general GPP, um, aerobic cardio it's just like basically plugged in your well i plug you know i did all this again complicating things for you and it was just like it took your resting heart rate and you know did the carbonian formula and it was like okay we need to keep you somewhere between 120 and 140 and you know for for this and anything else we need you know 20 minutes of you know under you know we don't want to get you to uh anywhere over 120 and uh it it started to take you it that's when you become more fit right mm -hmm. is it's like then you have to add either a work harder by going faster or adding weight or walking up a hill or something along those lines. So it can be very, very easy. And, you know, to kind of your question, your point, you know, for someone looking to make a change, it's, it can be, it's one meal and one 10 minute walk a day. And then it's just going to keep compounding because you're going to feel better yeah. and then you're going to want more. And then, you know, and then the, the buffet of fitness is kind of opened up to you. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, 
it's fun to complicate things and it's neat to, you know, know a lot of stuff, but I mean, it's, it's really kind of comical, you know, that, you know, I, I get to use like 1% of the stuff that I, that I know, but it's, you know, it's a hundred percent effective, which is, yeah. which is great, which is all that really matters. You know, when we come down to it and don't complicate taking walks too. Like if you have to, take a phone, <laughs> yeah, if you have to take a fucking phone call, just go outside, yeah. walk with like with whatever headphones right. on and take that phone call. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, but I work nine to five and okay. Then stand at your desk. And if you can just like randomly go and walk, go and walk around the office or something, yeah. just get more steps. In. I mean, tiny tiff when she was doing st- Steptober, September, September, September. September. I, sorry, October. Uh, she would, she would just, yeah, whatever it was. She would just walk in a circle when she was watching like a football games, and she would just sit there and just walk in circles because <laughs> she was trying to get them get her steps in and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. just like it can be that easy. You don't have to even go outside if you don't want to. You know, yeah. if you're scared to go outside, just walk in your house. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything difficult. And for me, sometimes even just planning a day or setting something up, I'll. Just go into my notes on my phone and I'll hit record and I'll record just me talking about like the week. Like, oh, this week I have, uh, you know, Ben Patrick's and be or this month I got Ben Patrick coming in at the end of the month. Don't forget to call Jesse, talk to him. Let's work on setting things up and I'll just leave myself some notes. Uh, then I look down at my time or my steps and I already walked 10, 15 minutes, make a couple phone calls. Yeah. Um, you know, just. Whatever you got to do to make the time go by, listen to podcasts, listen to books. Um, it's a place to educate yourself yes. too. Yeah, and there's nothing better than uh, there's nothing better than also like being in nature and being in uh, some elements that are just different than our day to day of like the hustle of being inside buildings and having artificial light on us all day long. You're outside. You got the sun. There's trees. There's other things around. Maybe you can find uh, some interesting places to walk where there's like some decent scenery. Yeah, that will uh, make it a little easier. And for me, I try to walk in a lot of different spots. I sometimes I'm in the woods, uh, not like woods, woods, but like on a trail because I don't want to get lost. But uh, then I'll or I'll be like um, you know downtown Davis or something, or just a downtown area where there's people. Because yeah. when there's people, it gives me more energy. So on a day where I feel a little bit more tired, don't feel like doing something. I'm like, if I see other people moving, that's going to encourage me to want to move. And sometimes I'm walking and literally like old people will pass by me. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) fuck. I'm like, that lady was probably like in her 70s. That's not good. I need to speed up. Like, hey, Gertrude, slow down. (laughs) Gertrude. Gertie. That's a name you're not going to hear much more. Mm -hmm. I'm just really wondering if somebody ever named their child Gertrude. What is going through their head? You're Gertrude. Like. It's got to be, that's got to be like a family name. I want to name you after grandma or great grandma. Or or what does everybody name anything that's like way, like very big in size? It's like, oh, that's, you know, big Bertha. (laughs) So like if anybody is like Bertha, like that's the name. Like, oh, I don't know. That's a bad one. You know, but there's also, there's a, um, God, I don't, uh, I think her name is uh, Callie or no, it's Maddie Nichols. She's a softball player for UCLA. But there's so many girls named Maddie that, um, and I only know, I, she's a softball player and we call Sophia Bubba, but his dad started to call her Bubba to uh. differentiate her from all the other Maddies. And she <laughs> took the name. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I mean, oh, and she is this gorgeous, 
like unbelievably a talented athletic girl. And you're like, what's your name? She's like, my name is Bubba Nichols. And you're like, <laughs> that's sick. I'm like, where the fuck are you from? It's like Bubba Nichols. Bubba Nichols. And she's she's a stud. She's a stud. She's awesome. And I mean, so yeah, th- there will be someone special who like says like, what's your name? My name is Big Bertha. We're like, damn girl, yeah, look at you. Own that. There's there's a there's a few people out there who will be able to pull that off. And Gertrude, you'd be like, damn. You are Gertrude. Check yeah. you out. Oh wow! <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit about diet, and you were mentioning not eating much carbohydrate uh, first thing in the morning. Um, you and I were playing around with uh, very low carbohydrate diets many years ago, and um, we sort of like we're like too stupid to like formulate anything in true <laughs> meaning anything to become popular in, in the general public. But I think of like Mark Sisson talking about like metabolic flexibility and uh, kind of like eating two meals a day. And I'm just kind of looking at that stuff. And I'm like, man, that sounds like really not, not that any of the information was ever taken from us, mm-hmm. but we stumbled upon a lot of ideas that were very similar yeah. years and years ago, just by eating like large amounts of fat, decent amounts of protein we kind of ended up with two meals a day. We ended up stumbling upon metabolic flexibility because as you got me to get in better shape, you're like, oh, you can add some carbs in now. And I was like, but that's, I thought we were doing like more like keto stuff. And you were like, well, if it's around your workout, it's not going to be a big deal before or after the training session. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to suck up some of those carbohydrates. It's not going to be a big deal. And I would even check for ketones here and there. And I would be eating like a hundred grams of carbs and I would still be in quote unquote ketosis, you yeah. know, and, it, but more importantly than worrying about the ketones or ketosis, I was still able to make progress and still able to lose weight. So it was just interesting that we were stumbling upon a lot of those things, um, many, many years ago. It, you know, it, I think it speaks to a, just, uh, just being curious and, you know, being like, I mean, that's science. It's, you know, fuck around and find out. Right. And I mean, that's, we had a, you know, thought processes of like, well, Hey, this works, but you know, we're getting to a point where at that point you're, you're almost losing muscle. You're losing strength. And this is when you're still trying to lift and you're starting to kind of get banged up. I was like, okay, cool. We got to hydrate those muscles a little bit better. There's a way to do this. What would be the best way? It's always, you know, pre para and post, I think, you know, para didn't even exist as a, as a word or a term back then. Um, and you know, it was just like, well, let's see how this happens. Let's see how this goes. And, you know, I remember you being really trepidatious and scared about it. And it was just like, I don't, I just don't want to go that way. I was like, well, as long as you keep it around your workout, you'd be all right. And, you know, it's successful. And I mean, you know, it's, and then it's just finding out. And that's the, that's the true thing about all the diets. We can talk about, you know, we can throw the book at anybody that we want. It's about what's going to be sustainable and usable for you, you know, and, you know, what's going to work for, for you. Not necessarily, you know, most of it's going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But some of it's really not going to work for some people, too. So they have to find out what's what's the best for them. And, I mean, they can be as nerdy as they want or they can just be like, hey, yeah, I ate some pasta. I feel like shit. It's like, well, probably shouldn't eat pasta anymore then because your body just doesn't like it. Like, oh, I feel great off of sweet potato and rice. I'm like, well, there you go. So Mm -hmm. just use that. So um, I think people discount, you know, how they feel or they just turn off. Or don't pay attention to how they feel. I think everyone thinks explosive diarrhea is normal for everybody else. You know, it's like, oh, well, everyone's got, you know, terrible diarrhea all the time. Like, well, not they shouldn't. But, you know, most people probably do. And I think there's an aspect of like, you know, you can adapt to anything. Because I remember in the the past when I like 
played a lot of soccer. And even when I was focused on bodybuilding, like I'd be eating four or five meals a day. I'd mm -hmm. be eating a lot of carbohydrates. I'd be eating sweet potato rice, et cetera. I, I'd feel fine. Wouldn't feel tired or anything. Um, but when I transitioned to eating more fats initially, it, it didn't feel good. Then right. It felt great. Now when I try to eat the way I used to eat, I'm like, I'm kind of tired. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's like, like I, I just have to adapt to that yeah. again. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can adapt to any type of diet that you do if you do it long enough. Right. You know? Absolutely. But it's just figuring out which one's better for you. And I think One, that, that's my, my favorite story of adapting to, you know, it was the Dave Tate story when he started working with John Berardi. Do you remember this? He was just like, it's like, you know, John had him eating the precision nutrition stuff. Oh, yeah. He got eating, like sick when he ate yeah, healthy. He, just, he was eating. He was being sick for two, like horribly sick. And then Wendler, I mean, this is when they were big. He was just like, fuck it. Just eat a bunch. Of, just eat a box of Pop-Tarts. Ate a box of Pop-Tarts and felt felt just amazing. And he was like, and he called John. He was just like, I don't know what's going on. Your diet's making me sick. Pop-Tarts make me feel awesome. So he ended up having to go. He ended up getting a bunch of tests done. And they found out like, like, wow, your intestines are just like riddled with plaque and with all this. So he ended up having to do like an enema and these cleanses in order to kind of just like allow he couldn't like break down like i think it was the fiber was pulling this like plaque and all this just like gunk with it and therefore kind of like um he was detoxifying he was basically himself, yeah. yeah detoxifying all this stuff that's just been sitting in his system forever and that was just causing him just to be horribly sick and eventually ended up having to de like healthily detox and get all this stuff out of him before he could even eat healthy and this is when he was eating McDonald's two to three times a day, and anytime he hit a PR, he would eat a um, a pint of ice cream uh, afterwards. We were joking around mm -hmm. earlier about like cereal, but like cereal is like one of the most like stable foods. Like it, it doesn't really bother. I mean, sometimes the lactose maybe from the milk mm -hmm. might bother some people, but in general, it's like cereal is usually pretty easy on people's mm -hmm. stomachs. And then even foods that you wouldn't really think would be like easy to like quote unquote digest chips uh like grilled cheese sandwiches like shit like that like for some reason because it's like processed it it doesn't have like a lot of fiber there. to yeah, it yeah. so it's not like eating like if you eat like a bunch of cashews or macadamia nuts and or eat a lot of fruit and vegetables like those things can be really tough for people to break down especially if you're not used to them mm -hmm. when your digestive system's not used to breaking down broccoli you're going to run into some trouble, probably. You should feel suspect because, you know, when you when you told me, like, your daughters would eat some corn dogs and they'd come back and be like, oh, my God, right? You should be suspect. If you eat a hell of corn dogs, you're like, I feel great. That might not be a good probably. thing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. It's Your body is not necessarily supposed to feel awesome off of that. And if you are, that means you've just adapted to, you know, your environment and what you're doing. And is this where you want to go, what you want to be? I mean, in all reality, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. But for some people, corn dogs is life. You, uh, I think, do a great job of identifying uh, like what will work for somebody kind of ahead of time. Once you talk to somebody for a little while, I've noticed that you have uh, a, a keen eye to kind of notice like, oh, I don't think like that traditional way is going to work for that person. Um, for example, maybe uh, somebody's coming from a, a diet where they were counting calories and they say, you know, counting calories didn't work for me. And it's not necessarily that counting calories doesn't work. It's the fact that it was hard for them to adhere to. Maybe they had too many options in their diet. Right. And now instead of having a narrative of like what someone can, can't do, uh, you'll give suggestion and you'll say, hey, tomorrow when you wake up, you know, have your cup of coffee like you normally do. Scramble up some eggs, throw some cheese on there, throw some bacon in there. 
have a have a big old omelet and start your day off that way and you'll you'll make recommendations that seem to fit better because we we know like i hear people oftentimes they say like cookie cutter programs don't work but i also heard you mention earlier which i think is very smart and intuitive is that all the diets will work and we know that if we are to put people if we're to trap people in like a military type environment <laughs> uh-huh. and we're to say you are going to perform like these navy seals and you're going to be fed like these navy seals anyone that can make it through that everyone's probably going to lose some weight especially right. if they don't have previous training mm-hmm. especially if they don't have any history of like eating this way you get like you know you go to the chow hall and you get like two scoops of mush mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it is they're trying to <laughs> feed you for the day the fat guys get less food the skinnier guys get more food and it does actually work for everybody the problem is is you need to find stuff that like fits you well that suits you that fits your day to day you don't want to be doing shit that you don't like doing and if you're trying to utilize like a low carb diet but you hate eating fat you just ran into a huge barrier. You're not going to be able to really follow that. You're going to feel disgusting all the time. Right. But I, I also think people, you know, fat is always a demonized word. Like I've had a number of conversations where like, oh, yeah, no, just me and fat. We just don't work. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, you know, what do you think you could, what would you like to eat besides like a carbohydrate? What could help kind of, I was like, well, you know, I really like cheese and sour cream. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> like, okay. And they'll go on and on. And I'm just like, I'm not going to tell you that you are actually eating a lot of fat. Um, but let's just remove some of the carbohydrates. Cause in, you know, in a normal person, you know, that's the biggest deal is they're eating way too much fat. Their calories are just way too high. So we just by removing a little bit of carbohydrates and kind of fluctuating those fats, it can kind of make a big difference. But just like Stan always says, you know, it's, it's, you know, eat foods that like you and, you know, the diet's the one that you can kind of work with. And it's, it, it's just about listening to someone and someone starts talking and, you know, I had, again, uh, someone that I was working with who was like, you know, Subway is across the street from where I work, I eat Subway for lunch. It's like, all right, cool. Well, Hey, let's just make a better decision. It's like, you can go in, right? Yeah. How about a salad? I fucking hate salads. It's like, okay, how about we get the wrap thingy and double meat? I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. And that all of a sudden, you know, brings down just overall carbohydrates, ups protein intake. Two weeks later, he's down 10 pounds and he thinks I'm a fucking wizard. And it's just like, look, you know, you can always say no bread It's the, you know, the flying Dutchman. They're they're everywhere now. You can get them anywhere and everywhere. Um, You know, you don't have to get rice at Chipotle. You can just get the vegetables. There's always ways to do it. And I think people forget that they are the customer and they're right and they can choose what they end up wanting to kind of get on or with things. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're like, dude, you could just say like no rice. I'm like, shit. Or like mm-hmm. light rice or only half a scoop rice. Like they'll listen to you. They'll do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of empowering people to even just start to kind of have those thoughts. And the subway guy comes back and he's just like, Hey man, you know, I eat it. Starbucks a lot in the morning. What should I eat there? It's like, how about those egg white sushi bites? He's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to, you know, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. What about, you know, the wrap instead of the sandwich? It's like, there you go, man. Awesome. That's cool. It's like, eventually we're going to like get you not eating at other places, but Hey, you're making better decisions where you are. And that's the important thing. And you're you know, accidentally tripping and falling into some more vegetables and, you know, protein leveraging. Great. Here we go. And then amazing things that it ends up falling into people's habits just because like, you know, even myself back in the day, uh, I would crave carbohydrates hardcore. But once I started making that transition, eating more fats, eating more protein, well, now I don't eat nearly as much as I used to because I don't crave that amount of food that I used to. Right. It's like, it's just lowering those carbohydrates makes it much easier to stick to, 
stick to the diet. Yeah. Jesse, what does uh, like a lot of scar tissue do to somebody? Like if you have a lot of scar tissue, say like in your hip, like what is, what's the reason why you would like to get rid of something like that? Um, well, it's just basically uh, scar tissue is actually stronger than uh, tissue tendon ligament. Um, and if you have a decent amount of scar tissue, however, it kind of gets there, whether it's an adhesion um, or some sort of a tear or something that um, isn't heal and it doesn't heal it'll it'll kind of just it just sticks everything together you know mm -hmm. kelly always talks about you know your your hips is are a grilled cheese sandwich and then they're just <laughs> kind of smashed together and then smashed together again um and it makes the sliding surface of your muscles kind of impossible your muscles are basically just stakes layered on top of each other that you're trying to move in different ways from from different spots and anything that impedes that proper movement and full range of movements is going to make um, your body therefore kind of move differently. Mm -hmm. So if your hip isn't working, it's going to shift one way or the other and you're going to shift all, all your way to this way, which is therefore going to kind of turn your hips, rotate your ribs, bend mm -hmm. over your spine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it can just negatively in, in, um, influence movement in, uh, in a negative way. So in order and you know, really, it's it's kind of hard to, you know, have scar tissue or, you know, some sort of adhesion. It's just mostly just like tight musculature more than anything. And, you know, someone who is just doesn't experience a fully flexed or stretched muscle. Makes like just basic moves Impossible. harder. Yeah, right? absolutely. And uh, these things are usually formed from like a trauma or stress. So, yeah, it's either trauma or stress or just repetitive mm -hmm. um movement you know it's uh if you're sitting down all day you're gonna mimic the fact this way because mm. you've been sitting like this and you try and stand up you're gonna be like this unless you stretch out your quads stretch up your mm. head flexors turn on your turn on your ass stand yourself up a little bit you know those are just you're gonna you know your body is an amazing adaptative machine we've already talked about this right mm. and it's going to do whatever it is that you do the most often because that that's homeostasis for it. And it's going to try to get back to homeostasis all the time. So if you're sitting down, you're going to look like you're sitting down a lot, even when you're standing up, mm -hmm. unless you really work on kind of standing up, either standing up more often or making sure when you do, after you do sit down, you do stand up and move around. Like when I drove here this morning, the first thing I did, I was like, I got to get out and took like a, took the 10 minute walk real you quick. Got to undo like, the sitting. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I feel so much better. Yeah. And, um, I think it's been like 10 years since, uh, do you remember when we were at San Francisco and Kelly was just like, oh, yeah, sitting's the new smoking. We we're like, oh, dude, I don't, I don't think that's a good term. I heard someone like casually say that the other day. Yeah. I was just amazed. It's taken 10 years for it to become like, you mm -hmm. know, general thought processes and or he's big enough to where it's kind of, you know, become lexicon for everyone. But it was just like I remember initially you're like, you can't fucking say that. dude. That's not OK. Like. Lung cancer and, you know, some fat ass sitting on a computer. It's not necessarily <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. But, yeah, you just got to get up and, you know, try to move around and try and express a good, you know, a, a good posture one way or the other. I think what happens to a lot of people is they have like almost like dietary scar tissue and not not necessarily the tissues are getting compromised because of your food. That's obviously like debatable. That's not what I'm talking about. But it, I know that once you start asking people a couple of questions about their food. You say, well, why do you eat that way? And they say, well, it's convenient. It's on, on my way home from work. You know, I, that's why I stopped at McDonald's. But you've pointed out, which I think is really brilliant, is that a lot of times there's a trauma or <laughs> there's a scar from someone's life somewhere along the lines. They ended up with divorce. They ended up um, 
uh, they end up with some sort of tragedy in their life or yeah. some sort of thing that got interpreted uh, in a bad way. It got them in, into a funk. And now all of a sudden, because they uh, hurt their ankle uh, a couple years ago playing college basketball or playing a kick, pickup game of basketball, they gained 60 pounds. Right. And then you and I are kind of like, well, you didn't gain 60 pounds because of the ankle. Like, what's actually really going on? What have you found when you start to pull back those layers? What's actually going on underneath for a lot of people? It it can vary, like, so much stuff. And, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it, it basically comes down to just mental health in general. You know, how do you handle stress? How do you handle setbacks? Um, you know, how – and, you know, have you been equipped via – you know, nature or nurture, how to, how to deal with these things. You know, did your parents teach you how to eat, how to recover, how to do these things? Um, and you know, when you really start talking about it, you know, it's like we, we have Katie and I have a client who takes his kids to Starbucks like all the time. And, and he's a, he's a, uh, he's a big CEO guy. I was like, look, man, it's like, you're teaching your kids. Like this is daddy time. Like this is our time together and it's sugary and it's sweet and it's a treat and it's special and that's cool. But do you really want to tie that all in? Because what happens when they go to college and they're Mm -hmm. missing you or what if something really bad happens and you're not around anymore for them and they're going to miss you and all this other stuff, they lean on that for comfort. And then it just goes down this, this hill, you know, if they're not, taking care of their own mental health, you know, via their own or talking to someone or something along those lines. And it can get really, really, really bad. I've, I've dealt with people who have had to stop working with and say, Hey, I think you need to go and talk to someone and deal with some of your food stuff. Because there's clearly some underlying issues here. You know, this is what mama used to make and this made me feel good. And this is all she did. Or this is how she it was. you know, I won't, I won't go too much into it. It was like, you know, this is how she would apologize after you kick my ass. I'm like, fuck right okay so yeah macaroni and cheese and hot dogs and now you feel like an asshole for trying to explain macronutrients to him you're exactly. like oh, fuck. <laughs> i am so sorry that i was just trying to tell you exactly. to count calories I'm exactly a, i'm a fucking asshole and I, that's why when i do start to work with someone i was like hey what are your non-starters you know like what is it like e- even if even if someone is like in deathly need of losing 120 pounds like, what are your non-starters? It's like my coffee. Don't fuck with my coffee. You can have everything else. Cool. Okay. Then we have a lot to work with, you know, or I need macaroni and cheese and hot dogs at least twice a week. Cause that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And it makes me what I got to have a drink on the weekend or something. Cool. Right? Okay, cool. There's so much else to kind of work with. Right. And, um, I try not to, I've, you know, I've touched the stove enough to figure out that when I find those non-starters and, you know, you just kind of ask them, like, I don't even want to fucking deal with this shit because I can make so much progress over here. Eventually, we should probably deal with the whole macaroni and cheese and hot dogs or coffee thing or whatever it is that we're kind of dealing with. But we can make a lot of progress to get there and maybe you'll trip and fall into helping yourself there. But I mean, there's a lot of psychological, mental stuff that that kind of goes on, you know, and you think back to sitting on the couch and, you know, that's like, you know, you, you always talk about it, that, you know, it, it's time that's what's most important with your kids. That's how, that's, what's worth all the stuff. That's what parenting is all about. And I think a lot of people, you know, sitting there and watching whatever and eating whatever is, you know, was, is time with mom or dad or whatever it was. And when they either don't have that, or maybe that's not good or they lean on it, you know, mentally, that's kind of where people will kind of lean back towards and, you know, we can argue if it doesn't necessarily have to be unhealthy, 
But um, oftentimes, you know, it ends up being you're going to have to deal with it one way or the other. There's a lot of holdups mentally with food. This is really important because, like, I had a talk with a friend the other like it was actually a while ago. But he was talking about trying to change some of his eating habits. And he's like he mentioned that he keeps uh, certain cereal and like some things in the house. He's like, but I, I keep it in there because, you know, my kid likes to eat it. I'm like, hey, but, but think about that, man. I mean, OK, you don't want to be eating this stuff because you're trying to get in shape. Yeah, that's your kid though. Why would you, why would you want your kid eating that? Because you're like, that's not that you don't want your kid. Yeah, where eating did that. that cereal get you? Cause you're going to, it's going to get him there too. It's going to be the same thing. Exactly. And so. I mean, just, it, it's a, it's a and really sad deli- too. It, you yeah. see like the whole family where everyone's heavy Yeah, and a lot of times it's well-meaning people that yes. love their kids. Yes. Uh, they're, you know, we could sit here and judge parenting, you know, and we could be judged easily and, and fried and persecuted <laughs> for uh, not doing things the correct way all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, you see that and you're like, man, this is a smart, well-meaning family. Like no one's trying to hurt their children in these cases. Right. But mm-hmm. It really is hurtful. You're really starting them off uh, kind of uh, just it's just in a bad spot. You know, they yeah. could be pre-diabetic. They could have health problems. Um, they could have social problems just because they're a little heavier than everybody else. And it's just, it's a shitty situation. And I mean, I wish there was, I wish there was an easy way because I think we would all be p- kind of pointing at it. But, um, you know, the girls are in high school now and they're taking health and um, they're in their diet unit. And I mean, I, I want to throw things when they come home and tell me they, they go off this site called um, foodgrades.com or something along those lines. And Katie started to look at it. And it's just a random guy who's going off of research that he's done. He has no degrees, no certifications, no anythings. Um, anything whole wheat is an A oh, or yeah. you know more. Steak is a C minus and a D. Anything protein is like a B and below. Mm. Sugar, anything is a B and above. So it's things like that where, I mean, the girls come home and they're like, uh, what do I do here? I have a test on this stuff. And it's like, Hey, look, get the questions right. So you can get an A so we can move on. But this just isn't, this is not a real thing for everybody else. And, and, and look, I think the guy's trying, we have so many problems going on right now. No, no one's trying, like I said, no one's trying to hurt This is a substitute teacher who is a math teacher Mm -hmm. who is now being asked to teach health to high school kids. So, I mean, now you're going to get to the birds and the bees and a little bit of physiology and shit. And I mean, it's not a super comfortable place to be. Yeah. Now you're talking diet again, not necessarily super comfortable. And he's trying his best, but it's just like, man, it is, it is so fucking broken. Yeah. No one, you know, the girls loved home ec in middle school and uh, they, and they like to cook. They see me cooking. They see Katie cooking, but I mean, there are people who still to this day, and we know people like they don't know how to cook anything mm. nothing mm. they don't even know how to grill which is like put a piece of meat on some fire and turn it <laughs> after five minutes and you have a steak it's pretty pretty easy or air fry that shit. or air fry mm-hmm. that shit um so, so i mean the you know from top to bottom it's it's so it, it is very very broken and i i wish there was an easy way and i want to say education parenting whatever but i mean that's super complicated to start with but i mean it's, it's so rampant much. and everywhere spend so much time eating, you know, you would figure that it would be one of the most important things to try to teach in your home is to, and I, and I've been fortunate enough to just know about it since the time I was young. And I just think other people, unfortunately, they don't really know what to do. Maybe they're really yeah. not thinking, you know, I yeah, know yeah, no, no blame towards yeah. anyone. I mean, it, they just may not know. And why are you doing this? Cause this is what I've always done. Right. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's time to change because of that. But I mean, you know, a lot of people are, may not 
be willing to have that conversation. And imagine that conversation. maybe instead of the trip to Starbucks or McDonald's, which might be fun, imagine if like, hey, your job is to scramble the eggs. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to grab the cheese from the fridge. We've got the pan going. Hey, uh, so-and-so, chuck some butter in the pan, you right. know, and then they watch how you make it and they get to be part of it. And I know it might sound a little dorky or whatever, but that's an actual really awesome usage of your time and again quality time like we're parents we understand we yes of course you're going to rush through mcdonald's every once in a while of course you're going to go through starbucks here and there but when you have the opportunity to teach when there's an opportunity for education which i think you've run into these situations where your kid uses an inappropriate word or something crazy happens in the household and it's like okay katie we can like pull all the dishes out and slam them on the ground <laughs> or we can take this opportunity as a really awesome time for some education right we can sit around we can start to talk about these things the kids can be involved in the decisions rather than like us just saying go to your room this is the way it is around here and you guys are pissing us off or whatever so a lot of these a lot of these opportunities that we or a lot of these situations that pop up they're actually just really good opportunities to teach people to, to educate your children and to teach them uh, some of the proper ways to eat. Mm-hmm. So the the website, I think this is the right one. It's called Food Educate or Food Educate. Mm. Oh, maybe that's okay. Yeah, yeah, Food, yeah. Yeah. food grades look like it was from the 1970s. Yeah, I can't. Well, it might I be. Can, or, yes. I don't know how to read, but it, pretty- <laughs> it says uh, potato tortilla chips. Like this is the first page. It was a B minus. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Food and I mean, if you look like Katie did a deep dive. I don't know if there's like a bio on this guy. She's like, uh, who is this person? Okay. And, you know, kind of went down it. And And again, I'm not. The person is trying hard, right? And he's admittedly yeah, right. saying, I don't know everything. This is just what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, but to someone who uh, knows anything about nutrition, it's it makes you pull whatever hair out mm-hmm. that you have left. Yeah. Somebody was asking whether or not certain athletes um, actually might need a little bit more fat than normal to perform better. I don't know if there's any correlation. If it's just getting bigger, like can they get bigger off of just eating more fat? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely get bigger off. Of, I mean, it's just more, eventually it all comes down to kind of calories, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in calorie, you're going to eat so many more calories eating so many more, so much more fat. Um, I think there was a big push in the endurance community for a long time because that the, the fat will satiate you for a very a much longer time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so people were like hitting those like, the like the goos or gel packs or whatever, which is basically just you know some sort of a sugar, but you'd have these big spikes ups and downs. So I think they started to add a little bit of fat to kind of normalize that you know the bigs ups and downs, those spikes and crashes out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't think you know there's not like one population that needs one Got thing it. more than another. I think it's just going to be about how do you operate on it, you know, and where are you in your you know kind of athletic career when you're soccer player i don't know if you could have operated on you know with a bunch of with a bunch of fat i mean that'd be an interesting experiment to kind of have but it's just whatever makes you feel good i mean in my opinion i always try to tell people like you know hey i have a soccer game what what should i eat eat whatever makes you feel good and fast Mm -hmm. don't eat like a beef stew and feel like sluggish and then you want to take a nap yeah something light that something makes you feel fast and jumpy you know if it makes you feel slow and whatever probably shouldn't eat that and i would say in general that's going to be more lean protein high carbohydrate i feel that and i think there's like more so there's more so fat minimums for people like sure like you sh- there's just a threshold you shouldn't go below because right. i fuck with your hormones yes but you know it's what you said about the soccer thing i think if if i tried it and i gave myself the time to get used to it i could have done high fat low carbohydrate when i played soccer because i mean i know there's not running in jiu-jitsu but the, the cardiovascular demands is like i'm doing that 
just fine. You right. know what I mean? So, but you're also in a different, you know, hormonal time period in your life. You're so right. yeah, I think we have to, and when I was young, I was, yeah, I think right. we have to kind of look at that and say like, as a younger person, you can take advantage of carbohydrates in yes. a much more efficient and better anabolic way. Um, so why fuck with that? That's true. No, <laughs> like for a kid, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say that a kid should like limit carbohydrates or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you there. Nope. Hey. Hmm? Hey. Real quick. Uh oh. I may escape to go roll with some people. Oh. I'm gonna be back. You're going to go kill some people? I'm going to get killed and do some killing. <laughs> oh. But. Well, we can, we can wrap her up. You don't need to wrap her out. I, yeah, I think we're good. We're wrap good. her up. Reach around? Ooh. Wrap it up? A couple of reach arounds? Hmm? No? I don't know if we can do a quadruple reach around. We Dude. could, technically, yes. Choo-choo train? I choose to be in the back of the line, though. Oh. <laughs> who's gonna be in the front have, have you put much thought to that before i just did it right just, now I, I, I was like, like all right yeah i'll i'll, I'll, I'll believe you <laughs> it was a little bit too quick huh <laughs> yes i think there was you should have paused a little bit <laughs> so we got a seminar coming up here huh yes, yes. ben patrick's coming man it's mm. gonna be great and I, I mean we finally we we got everything finalized and uh you know, this will go pretty quick, right? Yeah, this will be is, out. This is live. Right oh, this now. is live. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, half of it's the half of the VIP experience is sold out. Half of the uh, free um, spots are uh, gone. So if you're what? interested, uh, I think on all socials there are uh, links to go and get it. So uh, if you're cool. interested in seeing Ben Patrick and Mark Bell spit some knowledge at you, you that's not how you get say knowledge, it. Jesse. Knowledge? That's not how you say it. Are you sure? Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. You just, it's I'm not sure if I believe anything it's, that you say after what you just said. It's knowledge. What about your knees? Knees over toe seminar. Knees over toe seminar. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. That's good. Wow. We always come up with some good shit together, dude. I know we do. And it's after the fact, too. That's the worst part. Mm. Oh, well. Anytime. You going to be there? Oh, hell yeah. You're a busy it's guy. Halfway sold out. Oh, Is there going to be enough room for us? For, like for us four here? We we'll make, we'll make room for you guys somehow, some way. It's gonna be cool. I'm I'm really excited to see the guy. He seems uh, he seems to be one of those people that I would like to go and see at a seminar. But like every day to day, I could not handle that guy. <laughs> Just way too much high energy, and I'd be like, all right, you need to leave, or you need to, you know, go take a nap. Go, hey, go sit down. You and asked eat me a for his number, and I was like, here we go. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he is he is on all the time. The energy he must that be man exhausted. He's amazing. And uh, I'm super excited to see what he's able to kind of do. It's going to be really, really cool, entertaining, a um, lot of information. Uh, I'm just going to be exhausted uh, even just being there and watching and, uh, him do it. Are you running a powerlifting meet coming up? Too? I am. Record Breakers is coming back. Yeah, we got about eight weeks. Um, the pro day is about halfway full. The amateur day is about 80% full, I think. So, yeah, we're going to bring it back and start doing some meets and everything. Should be I'm really cool. come there and deadlift my body weight. It's going to be <laughs> sick. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Can't it's, wait. Be amazing. You'll, <laughs> it'll be good. All right, Andrew, be great. take us on out of here, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring today's episode. MagicSpoon.com slash Power Project. Head over there and get your $5 off of your variety pack. Thank you, everybody, on the uh, live chat. Really appreciate you guys. Make sure you hit the like button on the way out of today's video. Uh, please follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter's at I am Andrew Z at the Andrew Z on TikTok and Sema where you be. And see me on Instagram and YouTube and see my yin-yang on TikTok and Twitter. 
Carter Mark, Mark Jesse. Um, Jesse Burdick on all socials. There we go. Ken somehow turned into like Maria, I think, in terms of the core power stuff. It's another story for another day. Oh. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catching eyes later. <laughs>